Welcome back, people. It is episode four, season four of the Taxi Squad podcast. It is currently January 23rd. You'll be listening to this on Thursday, January 25th. We have a fair amount to get into today. We have a strange and unusual. Is women's basketball a flop game? <laughs> is John Daly a woman? Also, is Bronnie James overrated? We also have golf talk, the NBA, and of course, NFL. It's the Taxi Squad Podcast. Come on, everybody, celebrate. The Taxi Squad is here today. So lose the blues, kick back and relax for now. We talk about sports and stupid stuff. We'll probably be wrong in a mighty run. So welcome back. Vinny, how are you? I'm great, man. I went to go see Travis Scott last night at the United Center. Uh, That was pretty lit. Everybody left there still alive, which is big. And you know that's not a given at every Travis Scott show. So happy that happened. Um, This is true. Tough. We're recording on Tuesday today because you're going to be in the air yet again because this man don't stop traveling. So if something happens tomorrow, we don't get to it. What's up, guys? Vince from the future here to tell you that something did happen. Jim Harbaugh is the coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. So our whole conversation about that, we were right. Like everybody else was. All right. Back to the show. Bye. Good, man. Oh, I'm happy Travis Scott was, I'm sure, of a banger of a concert. Oh, I'm great. You know, back on the road again, as Willie Nelson would say. Uh, Making my way to good old Flo Rida. Hell yeah. As uh, his name was, you know, so I thought uh, on this home game, I'd go extra bro-ish with a backwards snapback because yeah. why not? Right? You look like he took about five Every years now. back. You look like you're a 26-year-old, yeah? 25-year-old right now. Really yeah, with the, with a very salt and pepper finish. Yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah, no, I'm feeling it today. Uh, we got a no fair crap-o. amount to get you're into. You're looking steezy, not... bro. No cap. Look at Steve's, bro. No cap, you know. <laughs> I just go chill in the quad later. You never. It's lit, you know. dude. Play hockey uh, sack. <laughs> it's lit, man. I mean, you guys are cat, man. Anyways, it's sickening. <laughs> it's it's horrible. Um, but then speaking of college, yes. uh, we we have a a smidge of a strange topic that we don't usually get into. Uh, female college basketball. Uh, people call it women's college basketball usually, but yes. Uh, so, Whatever. So, Caitlin Clark. People know who Caitlin Clark is. She was on the Iowa team that went to the championship last year and lost LSU in upsetting fashion. Uh, right. She's been just putting points in at an unbelievable margin. Probably the best player in in women's college basketball right now. Um, yeah. Iowa lost to Ohio State. Ohio State hasn't had a lot to celebrate the last couple weeks here, so... They decided to celebrate it in style, beating Iowa, and they stormed the court. Caitlin Jeez. Clark was running off the court. Another gal was running onto the court. A little collision action. And then one of the most egregious flops I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you think that flopping ends after the game ends, but I guess some things don't happen. I've had this take for the last couple days since this came out. I've had mixed reviews from multiple sides. Like, she didn't flop. But if you watch the video, it's like they hit her, 
And then she like goes and like moves and then she goes down and then she's like, oh, like flailing after that. It's like, what is the ref going to call a foul after the game ended? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If the game's over. Why are you why are you falling on your face? You know, it's, it's like consistent. very, it's very LeBron James to me. Yeah. It's very LeBron. It is she like. The female is she like the female LeBron? You know, I mean, she's great. I mean, she very she good, takes yeah. shots from way beyond the key. I mean, I I give her that yeah. much. I mean, she's got she's got some range. I give her that, and she's arguably probably one of the best in the uh, women's college basketball arena right now. Will probably be the first pick in the WNBA. Oh yeah, um, I I just believe that. I don't know. Maybe she was trying to play the sympathy card. I don't know. Probably. Because chances like, are they were probably heavy, heavily favored to win this. They one. were. And it was an upsetting loss. And it probably was a mixture of emotions, too, I'm sure. The discourse that always happens when shit like this happens, especially when it happens in college football. We see that a lot. Storming the field or college basketball when a big upset happens in March Madness and things of that nature. We see it. And then people are like, we need to stop storming courts or we need to stop storming fields. And I've always been on the side of never stop doing that. That shit is Storm so fucking lit. Every time Hell someone yeah. does it, it's so sick. And like, obviously Fuck stories yeah. like this come out. But if you flop on it and it makes it seem like the, the sport's biggest star is getting hurt, that will start the discourse up again. So I'm just here to say that that was definitely a flop. And if anybody disagrees with me, Watch the tape back and try to tell me that it wasn't because I feel like it was. But if I catch some storm, if I catch some heat from this, that is fine. That is my true belief. I swear that was an easy flop. Definitely was. Definitely was. Yeah, from the looks of the video, definitely uh, a pretty simple flop. Like when you get punched in the face, to you your don't point. go. Don't know what she was looking for. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like if you get punched in the face, you don't go, huh? Ah, <laughs> like you get punched in the face and oh. you're like, ow, <laughs> right, like right away. So that was the weird thing. It was like yeah. it was a collision. It probably did hurt. Probably did hurt. I would I would say that like it was a pretty hard collision. But like the the theatrics were just were too much for me, man. Too much. It looked like a soccer game, honestly. Well, it is basketball, Vince. I mean, yeah. I mean, in its truest form, it is basketball. So. With all that being said, I mean, you can't really state anything else that they, they flop in basketball, but usually it's on the court. Yeah. Yeah, usually it's during the game because it was on the court, but usually it's during the game, and now it's like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Honestly, there's not that much left of the story. She's not seriously injured. That's about it. So, But it's just fucking annoying to me. I find it so annoying. Seeing it like that, like the, my first reaction was that was a flop. It hasn't changed since. Yeah, I agree. Well, not much more than a story. This is how you know you're reaching for some strange and unusual topic. No, no, it was strange. strange. It was very strange. I'm like, what are you doing? It's just not I mean, like it's cut and dry. It's cut and dry. It, it makes more sense if it happens in the game. And I mean, let's face it. I mean, now I'm not even going to go there. But anyways, I mean, let's I once again was it's not a home game, clearly. So I, I don't know. Maybe she's trying to get some favorable treatment from the NCAA. Could be. That could probably be the only place my brain goes. But then again, if you're leaving after this year, which she is a senior, so it's like what what's the value in that? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she does want to get the storming of the courts, Pam. But 
once again, in women's basketball, how often do people storm the court? Only when shit like this happens and it's late. You know what I never understood? Here's something. Okay. And I don't know. Call me whatever you want to call me. But all right. So the males, right, in men's basketball, they get female cheerleaders. Yeah. Why not? And... In women's well, basketball, why don't they have male cheerleaders? Most most cheer groups have both, for what it's worth. But I agree. If you can right? get if you can get some beefcakes out there, launching guys up in the air, just ripped as fuck because all of them are so ripped. They're like gymnastics essentially. Get those right. guys out there. They'll be doing cool ass shit. I want to see that right now. Right. I, this was my whole thing. I brought this up to my wife who played high school basketball and could have played college, chose not to. And I said that. I was like, what? Like, did, did the girls cheers for you guys? She's like, not in high school. I'm like, okay. It just never made sense, you know? Yeah. Get um, some fucking fellas out there. Go get out get there, big. Dicks. It would be great to me if, like, the offensive lineman for the football team at Iowa <laughs> the cheerleaders in the offseason for the female basketball Just team. Just a bunch of awesome. corn-fed lads ready to get drafted yeah. in the NBA, NFL. Put them all, put them all in some something, you know, spandex some suits. Sort of, yeah, some sort of singlet <laughs> spandex, yeah. looking like wrestlers out there, but they're cheering. Yeah, and then give me an O, give me an I. Right, <laughs> I, I think, right, I think it'd be I, great. I think they should do it. I think we should start a petition for that to make that happen. Like you can't come to play for any college football team without agreeing to cheer for the women's basketball team in the off season. I think that's like a good trade off. Right. right. I think that's fair. Yeah. And you know what? Another thing that kind of makes me wonder why. Never mind. We'll we'll get to it on <laughs> a different topic. I was gonna say you're just we'll tucking to away opinions all day today. <laughs> Well, no, I'm just curious. Like, why? Why wouldn't that be? Now, speaking of the whole male and female, yeah, and where they fit. We're getting dicey sports. on the Taxi Squad podcast today. Guys. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so John Daly, legendary alcoholic in the professional golfing arena. Yeah, he hammers uh, also, drives with a cig in his mouth. It's the coolest thing in the world. Hammers, hammers golf balls for a living. Yep. Also, I think he's won a major in some capacity. He did one time, and I don't know which one it is. And that doesn't matter, honestly, because his persona is enough. His persona is enough. Daly. He's very good at golf. John Daly's very good at golf. He's become a caricature in a lot of ways, but he's he's very good at golf. Very good at golf. Very good at smashing cigs, beers, and Diet Cokes. Claims he doesn't drink water. Uh, And clearly, he's not drinking the Kool-Aid. So... Right Have you now, seen his skin, bro? Uh, There's no he, way he drinks water. No way. That guy looks so fucking <laughs> weathered at this point. Yeah. Not drip of water yeah, he looks in that like, body. Uh, he, he looks like an old leather sheet. He does. Sheet, <laughs> yeah. He, he does. looks like an old piece of leather. Lives in Florida. Big golfer, right? Oh, but dude. Recently, he won the PGA and he won the Open. So he has two of them in the mid-90s. Beginning in the mid-90s. So, to the good. point, two yeah. majors. He's recently in the news for comments he made about a uh, trans LPGA tour golfer who just won the latest tournament. Um, a lady by the name of Haley or Hallie Davidson claiming that if he was feminine, 
and chose to be on the tour as a female. He said, I would have won a hundred tournaments if I threw on a skirt and called myself a quote tranny. That dude was as feminine as a Ford F-150. <laughs> and I think <laughs> this is a wonderful comment. Dude, not in the sense of not in a sense of what he's meaning by it, but just the frank honesty here is fantastic. I mean, it is true. He would absolutely wipe the floor a lot. There's no doubt about that. Just ball distance by itself. That's how it goes. Um, what's tough. Yeah. And this is the thing. And we had, we've had a conversation about this already. This is tough because it's like you want everybody to be able to play, but there is an obvious and real differentiation just physically between like an LPGA player and a PGA player. If you start putting people that are, you know, more masculine, still have a masculine build to them into there, regardless of their gender, whatever it may be, that is an easy, that's an easy win. Dude, if you're hitting the ball like that, if you have that much testosterone in your body, and I know that there is like a testosterone test that they do, but it's just to have like that body mass and just to start launching balls like that, you're like, well, how is this fair? How is it fair, man? It's not. It isn't fair. And, and to your point, it's basic genetics as to yeah. why males should, regardless of what you identify as, should not be allowed to compete in female sports. Boys are strong. I don't man. agree with that. <laughs> we are strong. strong. Our genetic yeah. makeup is meant. There's a reason, you know, we got chose to go fight in World War II before the women, right? You know, it's it. And I know some people might say, oh, gender roles this, but truly, I mean, fuck, you put LeBron James in a wig and a sports bra, that motherfucker would average a thousand points a night in the WNBA. Yeah, right, right. And like, even so, like, and the thing is, too, is, yeah, he's the best player in the world for the last, like, you know, 15 years or whatever. You if, put Kobe White in a sports bra. Right. And that's uh, my point. Uh, lipstick in the WNBA. He's going to average my point. Uh, you can 100 a, points a game. You can put a bench player on there, and it's just like verticals, like just Everything. physical body. Strength. Yeah. It's just uh, 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 this is going to be a conversation that we probably have for the rest of time, if I'm being honest. Like, this isn't going to go away. We're going to run into this issue a lot. And the more and more, I mean, we ran into it with the swimmer issue. I know there's a lot of rules around the Olympics about this, yes. allowing it and not allowing it, be. whatever it may be, because you have to. It's just like, it's great. It's, it, to me, it's not fair for the people that are playing on the tour that did everything correctly. And then it's just like, hey, you're going to have to go against this like genetic freak in, in that regard. It's, it's insane. If you're a genetic freak in your sport and your gender, I completely give you every accolade. Griner's a monster. Griner is a very right. tall person. Griner's a monster. Brittany, right. Brittany Griner is an absolute, you know, freak of nature. Savant, if we're ta talking if about her size. And she was also uh, imprisoned and traded for someone by the name of the executioner. So I think yeah. that was the fair trade in uh, WN God history. of war. <laughs> yeah. Right. And they were yeah. like us Russia. They're like, yeah, that's a fair trade. Go ahead. Go ahead. We like our athletes yeah. here. Anyways, 
don't yeah no it's true but once or like lebron james also a genetic freak yeah um you look at people like you know for example um let's look at baseball mike trout genetic freak you know nobody can hit a baseball like that show yeah. me otani genetic freak bro and to that point Could like you... they did the whole jenny finch thing against baseball players and it was like oh she could strike out anybody and then Baseball players are just yamming balls over. The, like it's just not. That's the thing. It's just you have it's to have some. Game. You have to have a level. Oh right, and there's also like a level of like fairness is all I'm saying. Because it's just not even that. It's not even that I dislike that Haley Davidson is playing golf. Like that's not the issue. It's just anybody else on that tour is at an honest, obvious disadvantage. Unless there's a way to actually correctly measure. But there isn't, and there's not going to be, and there's always going to be two sides to this for the rest of eternity. Like, this is not – I know – and the thing is, is, like, this isn't an everyday issue, but these things sprout up, and it's like you need it to be fair in some way, shape, or form. Like, you need to be able to have an equal playing field so people can run on there, and if they're that good at the sport, they should be able to play the fucking sport. And it's just – it's I don't know, man. It sucks. We're it on sucks. a slippery slope in uh, the civilization as a whole right now, if you <laughs> ask me. Because if you ask any real historian, when the collapse of civilizations did occur, the whole we'll confines of gender thing were a real topic of discussion. So you never know. Maybe the U.S. is going you know? down, baby. Yeah, they did. They do say that about ancient Greece. I'm interested to see how yeah. that goes about it. But hey, maybe it's true. Maybe World hey, War Three will come and we'll just start throwing hands again and hopefully not die. Well, and that is our Einstein take on on <laughs> trans athletes in the LPGA. <laughs> Albert Einstein once said, "I don't know what World War Two will be fought with, but I know." Or he said, "I don't know what World War Three would be fought with, but I know what World War Four would be, be fought with sticks and stones." Yeah. So fun things. So yeah crazy it's crazy and there's no way to fix it and it's just gonna be like this forever my friend true so vince this poses a question if we're talking about college athletes which we started with um bronny james yeah is he just the guy is he this just because is... he's he's getting a lot of coverage and a lot of people are talking about him yeah and a lot of nba players are going to see his games and stuff because who his dad is Right. Is he getting too much coverage of the fact that don't get me wrong in his I feel his, bad he's for good. him. I feel bad for him. Why? He's in his because shadow. What? He's it's in his, in his shadow. shadow. Yeah, and right, exactly. And so everything he does is gonna be super micro like looked at. And besides the media doing it, just people in general are like, Bronny James, he's not it. Bronny James, he is it. What he is, in my opinion, and again, he had like a very like tragic issue coming back from it. He's still not playing full minutes with USC right now. He's doing he's putting up stats that are very akin to his dad. Very like even across the board. He doesn't score that much, but he's an assist guy. He goes get rebounds, whatever it may be. And he's all over ESPN all the time. When's the last time you saw a USC basketball game on ESPN? Uh, usually you see a Pac-12 game maybe twice a year. Yeah, once in a blue moon. It's like every time I turn on ESPN, it's if it's obviously not about like football because football runs the world because it's, you know, it should. Yes. Um, but 
when we talk about college basketball, there's always a segment on USC, and it's like they're not a great basketball team this year. They're pretty good. We'll see how they end up doing in the tournament if they make it. But I don't think he should be getting this coverage, to be honest. And I think he will get overdrafted because I do think there is a benefit to getting he, him because you get a very old LeBron James. And then at the end of the day, you're like, is this going to make us good or do we just waste a draft pick on it? Plus, his expectations at that point being maybe coming out as a freshman when he's really not ready to be in the NBA, and then it's going to be like, oh, he, we expect him to be a performer in the NBA, and I don't know if it's going to happen. Now, granted, he has all of the access to everything in the world to make him good, but does he have the makeup to actually do it? And there's always the argument, too, about athletes' sons. And we've seen it a lot of times. We've seen it with the Marcus Jordan things. We've seen it with... Even Scotty Pippen's kids, who are you know, he's in the NBA right now, but he's not Scotty Pippen. It like it's nobody. There's Scottie something Pippen. to be said about coming out of the woodwork and not having somebody before you, you know, walking you along. Outside of Steph Curry, I guess, because his dad was in the NBA, and Pat Mahomes, because his dad was in the NBA. But his dad was. His dad wasn't. Like he's that wasn't an better absolute than absolute world burner in right. the NBA though. I mean he was just, Del Curry was a role player. Yeah. Long tenure, Steph played for a long time. Steph's obviously like a yeah. next level freak. Um, but when you Yeah. Like at the expectation for this kid is gonna be too high this whole time. And then there's no way he's gonna ever meet up with it. There's no way he's ever gonna reach that level. And then at the end, people are gonna be like, Told you, told you he wasn't a god. It's like he never was. And if he does get to he that expect- point, that's that's fucking cool. God bless that's you. very cool. But I don't. You, we can't expect that, and we also can't have like ESPN annoys the hell out of me all the time. I still watch it all the time because it's ESPN. Like Sports oh, yeah. Center, Sports Center's not popping on, but like it annoys the hell out of me because it's like the storylines. Obviously, they're construing it, and the media does what the media does, and you know we're essentially an extension of that at this point. But I try to avoid well, like all those clickbaity crazy shit because it's like we try and give it to you real we try and give it to, that's why i wanted to talk about this because yeah. it's like in the ncaa focus right now college basketball i mean chances are usc is probably not even going to make the tournament right it's on dude it, it is unfair to him and granted he was born into the family and he had a great he's had a great life so far and all that and everything's been taken care of for him but pursuing the same thing as your dad and there's that famous quote of lebron being like I wish I didn't name him LeBron James. And it's like, well, everybody's still going to know he's your son. And the same thing's going to happen to Bryce when he's coming up too, because Bryce is a monster. I think he's like 6'10 already. So, like, you're just going to, you're going to see. Yeah, him. well, that's the and thing he's going to be better brothers. than him. He's going to be better than him, probably. But you never, like, you never really know. And now, Bronny James, like, maybe this will be good media training for in the future when he's going to keep getting this shit. But. He might come out after this year and just be like a complete whatever player in the NCAA and still be a first-round draft pick because his dad's LeBron. Like, that's unfair. The expectations are way too high on the kid. Yeah. I don't disagree for a second. I I think he's not a lottery pick whatsoever. He will be, though, probably. You think he will be? He may be, dude. If that if that's like a you get LeBron James in this deal, then that's pretty teams are gonna bite regardless if he's forty years old or not. Like imagine a team like middle of the road or even a team like the Pistons who have four god dang wins right now, which is crazy. If they're like that we'll get Bronny James and then LeBron's like, All right, cool, I'll come play for the Pistons for two years. Can you imagine just the marketing dollars you get from that? It's insane. 
It's like I Tampa Bay getting Tom Brady. Kind of it. I know they, they want a I Super understand Bowl, but the it's business. the same idea. I understand the business side of it. I guess my only thing is this. You should be evaluated based off of your play right. and not off of your name. Dad, right. And that's never going to happen because clicks get people paid, Mike, and people click on LeBron James Jr. I understand you that that's how you get paid. I still do not believe he's going to be a lottery pick when it's all said and done. And I don't think he'll be one and done at USC because I just don't think he has that smoke. I think he, he needs another year. Time. I think he does too. Yeah. He has but to play two he? years in order. Should he? I mean, depends on his value. It depends on how quickly he wants to get to the league. It's all going to be daddy's decision. Who doesn't stand for the Pledge of Allegiance, by the way, or the national anthem? All right. <laughs> That's not the conversation right now. <laughs> that scumbag. That piece of shit doesn't Some stand for Some people don't want country. to, man. Hey, man, it's a free world. No, Do what you want. Do what you want. I understand. Country. I'm just um, saying. I'm just saying that I do believe he's at a disadvantage right now, and I have. I, I just don't think he's a lottery pick. I. I don't. What I. Will it's going to be interesting to see how the NBA draft unfolds. I do think it should be LeBron's decision because who knows better than him? <laughs> to be on. To be completely honest, like LeBron should be the one to tell him to go or not. Is that the only draft pick ever that's like a for sure package deal? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, how else are you supposed to have that leverage? You have to be literally a top three player of all time to get that leverage. True. <laughs> Interesting. So to your point, I think that's the only way in hell because a team is knowing they're getting LeBron James when Brian yeah. goes there too. For his development and to make sure his heart's okay and obviously and everything, he should probably stay. But also... If you want to go and get that bag and, you know, be out of mom and dad's house, even though it's a massive luxury mansion, wouldn't be too bad. He's already getting NIL deals anyway, so <laughs> he's already getting the cash flow. Of course, not like he needed it anyways. Right. Moving on, speaking of L.A., um, and this could be thrown into football talk, but why not make it college talk because he's still the head coach at Michigan. Hey guys, me again, just here to reiterate the fact that he is not the coach at Michigan anymore. So, yep. All right. See ya. Bye. Um, yeah. It is being reported that Jim Harbaugh is interviewing now a second time with the San Diego or LA Chargers. Yeah. And to he's going there, initial dude. discussion, he, it's it's a done deal. Yeah, easy. He's going there. Belichick's going giving to Atlanta. Him the keys to the castle. Yeah, all these things are happening. I think the more obviously you get into it, the more. Although you know. Vrabel interviewed with Atlanta, if I was Atlanta, I would hire Vrabel. Okay. Right, like you gotta. Just depends on what your goals are. Depends on what your goals are. A lot of people, there's there's reports right now that Belichick really likes Baker and would try and recruit Baker to go to the Falcons. Yeah, because the tough part is now it's like they're going to have to re-sign him. And Baker Mayfield took his team to the playoffs. I don't like I'm still not 100 percent in on him at all. Like it's you know, he could f flounder like he has in the past. But if Tampa doesn't offer him the bag, then Atlanta might offer him the bag. Like if if we're being honest, if you look at that team's makeup, really all they need is a quarterback that's at least decent. 
and Desmond Ritter was very much not decent, and um, <clears throat> Jesus Christ, Taylor Heineke was also not very decent in the times that he actually went and played there. So it might behoove him to spend a little money on him while they have Pitts and while they have Bijan Robinson on rookie contracts and they have a decent defense behind him. It might behoove him to do that. Unless they can trade up for a draft pick. That's going to be the only only differentiation there. Well, the Bears hold the keys to that whole situation, so it's going to be interesting. What do we get from Atlanta for that? Oh, we'd have to get a lot. A lot. And, like, lot. I don't know what How player you even want. Give me Kyle Pitts and three firsts. Here you go. Kind of. In a way, yeah, kind of. I, yeah, I take that. Yeah. I, who wouldn't? We'll get into NFL talk. In yeah. other news, Ohio State, if Harbaugh's leaving, and this is kind of leading into this point, will they become the next cream of the crop? Because I don't know if you've paid attention now, but Ryan Day looks like he's building an absolute powerhouse with multiple transfers and Will Howard from Kansas, who's going to be their next quarterback. And now you have arguably one of the top freshman recruits in the country, a quarterback trans or deciding to flip commitment to come to Ohio state from Bama. This is interesting. And then not only that, one of the, sorry, you can finish. I want to hear the, one of the top safety recruits in all, of last year's class is also transferring to Ohio State. Good recruiting, transfer portals, I feel like are almost overvalued right now because we've seen it a couple times where it's like best recruiting class, most transfers, like they're going to have the most talent. And you just come out and you're a little flat. And that could happen. Now, granted, Ryan Day's a good coach, even though I hate him and he annoys the hell out of me. He's a good coach, so that could end up changing it a little bit. I'm not ready to give them powerhouse. I'm ready to see them have a good quarterback again because their quarterback play was horrible last year. And at the end of the day, you know how Michigan-Ohio State works. They got to beat Michigan before they're a powerhouse. And even if Harbaugh leaves, they still might not beat Michigan if Michigan's good next year. Like, they still might. Because you got to – like, Michigan's the national championship right now. You can't take that shit from them. Like, they're there. You, You could argue if Ohio State wins that game, with a quarterback who, by the way, transferred to fucking Syracuse. Yeah. Um, well, right, because he knew he writing was all over the wall on that one. <laughs> sure, but if he wins that, if they, if they win that game, they're the best team in the country. And it was a close game. I mean, it's not like it was, uh, you know. Yeah. Blowout by any means. Do they win the national championship though? I don't think so. If Harbaugh's out, and now with. The kid, what what's the what's the quarterback's name again? MSG. AJ McCarthy. McCarthy's going to the draft. Yep. And I don't know who in the hell's going to pick him. I don't know. I have either. no. Uh, he's going to be a, a day two pick for sure. Yeah. Or day three. No doubt about it. Uh, there's there's no doubt about it. He's more of a game manager than he is anything. But I would say this much that simply, if Harbaugh's out, Ryan Day has his window to go. And, and I think that he's losing fucked. to them. <laughs> Losing to them two years in a row now is one of those situations that I believe gets a a fire lit under you to get it done. And that's why I think he's going after heavy NIL deals and getting these guys there in the transfer portal who 
our five four-star recruits. Yeah. Not only that, they have, I think they have three or four seniors returning next year. Ohio I mean, State. he did win his Super Bowl this year. Like What's the, the week, Bowl? the week five game against Notre Dame when he went ape shit on live TV. <laughs> well, that's when Lou Hoke was out there saying that uh, Ryan Day wasn't a very good head coach. And well, can't be Michigan, so, so what are you gonna do? So, well, some might say yeah, that he be... is a bad head coach. But then again, when you did have Justin Fields in a team in 2020 that looked good, really good, that you went to a national championship with. All roads lead back to fields, baby. Oh, the fields of gold. We have many things to get into with the field. Shout gold. out Stank. So, <laughs> Will you stay with me? Will you be my love? Isn't it funny with Sting? Like, he's a verb. Yeah. Sting's name, he is a verb. He is not stung. He is not stinging. He's actively he stinging is, you. He's a sting. He is just sting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the U2 guitarist, the edge. You're like, of what? <laughs> That's your name? What's, I guess, well, if you're a rock Bono. star, you can do many things. Now, okay, slash? squirrel on the music talk. Yeah, slash. Right? I mean, yeah. Wham? Whole band. Head. Whole band. Just wham. <laughs> well, wham was a whole band. Yeah, George Michael. Legend. But Buckethead, Buckethead, great guitarist, yeah. legendary guitarist. Oh yeah, right. So yeah, there's, there's a there's a couple goofy names out there. But Sting, once again, there's not many artist names that are truly just a fucking verb. But yeah. okay, the police Sting, or mid to late '90s Sting. Hmm. Uh, police. I like mid to late '90s Sting. I think he has some cool little songs in there. But the Police had a lot of cool, cool songs. Like I like, I like the Police. I'll still listen to them this day. What I don't understand about Sting is that you can only understand usually like the last two words he's saying. Oh yeah, where is he? Does from? that make sense? I don't know. Google where is Sting from? Sorry for the. Music podcast. Okay, he's at least from the UK. Like, if he was American, he sounded like that. I would have gotten so mad. That's yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know exactly where he's from. Of course, usually they're from over the pond if they're in a Brit band. But he's—I don't know what he is. But like fields of gold, the last two words are really the only thing you could understand, and the rest of of it is just like yeah, like. I sang it in high school choir. That's the only reason why I know the words of that song. <laughs> that's that's hard as fuck. That's hard hey, as fuck. I, I'm going to be honest, man. Um, one thing more about the NCAA that we can move on. Uh, I would just like to announce that DePaul University has fired their coach, which seems to be like the fifth coach in six years because they started the season 3-15. and 15. Major city, nice campus, brand new facility, can't win ever. You're such so a homer. You're I, such a homer. Brother, I went there four years. I want them to be good. I want to be I want to have a team that I went to, like the university I went to, be good so I can follow it. And what I'm left with is like a fifteen to twenty ranks like women's college basketball game. Like just get it together. You're in Chicago. Go find people in Chicago. They're good at basketball. Like 
what are we doing? So that's all I wanted to say. I'm so sick Who's, of this guy. What was their what was who was their um claim to fame? The guy who played on the Nuggets, something they had, Chandler. They had George Mike in back in the day. And then they had Quentin Richardson. They had Wilson Chandler, which is what you were thinking Wilson, of. Wilson Chandler was a And dog. now they got they got Paul Reed and Max Struess. So like guys are from DePaul. It's just they can't sure. get this. Like, they won three games against Louisville, Chicago State, and South Dakota. Those are the only teams that they can beat. Go to the Big East, and they're just getting pounded all the time. And it's like, the thing is, is I have, like, updates, so I'll get them periodically. It'll be like, end of the third quarter, 72 to 31. And I'm like, how is this possible? Like, what are we? It's they're just not league. good. What they should do is get relegated to D2 until they figure their shit out, but it's too much of, like, a classic team, you know? But also, back to music, the band Chicago is from DePaul University. They all met. Well, I've seen that band a couple times live. Uh, Peter Satera. Satera. Yeah, that's a king. Guy's name? Yeah, he went on. There you go. I went on a bit of a squirrel moment, but with Chicago the other day, and then I started reading all this. They're winless in the biggies, by the way, 0-7 this year. What a shame. I doubt they'll get relegated to D2, but they won't. Hey, uh, I wish they sidebar could. is um, and and this is totally obscure and odd, but is DePaul female softball still like awesome? I don't know. Because I remember is DePaul's her, male like, softball team? Awesome? My cousin went to DePaul. <laughs> that, no, that's like wreck, but yeah. I remember they had like a nationally ranked division one softball team, like I'm in the unsure. early 2000s. I got to look it up. Their field is really cool. We used to do a lot of stuff on there when I was in school. So their field's cool. I don't it's know cool. if they're uh, 19 and 32 last year looks like. Oh, so they're not too good. Okay. Nope. Moving on. Everything's um, bad. Golf, baby. <laughs> yeah, Vince. Talk about golf. Go ahead. Let's talk I about have golf. no idea. No, I. the reason I want to bring this up, I mean, it's obviously not, you know, major championship time right now. Obviously, the waste management's coming up in your neck of the woods very soon. So we'll touch on all that when that comes. But the reason I wanted to bring this up is because a man by the name of Nick Dunlap, a University of Alabama sophomore, he won the American Express Tour. Very cool. First time since 1991. A man by the name of Phil Mickelson, you may have heard of him, won as an amateur. Last time that happened. The reason I bring it up today he beat, and I don't know if I'm going to say his name, Christian Bezudenhout. It's very, like, South African-looking. I'm assuming he's from South Africa. He beat him by one stroke in the 72-hole tournament, and the act- or the payout for that was $1.5 million. Because this man, Nick Dunlap, is a college player and an amateur, he can't collect the money, meaning the second-place winner gets $1.5 million, and Nick Dunlap's like, I did it, and that's all he gets. Why can't he collect the money? Because amateur status, if you're in an amateur status and you're playing in a major, or not a major tournament, but like a major league, I don't even know what you call PGA yeah. tournament, you can't collect winnings. It's really dumb. I'm assuming it's an NCAA so, thing. I'm assuming that's the case. I'm just like, assuming it's a put. Why wouldn't they defer the money for him for when he graduates? You can make the same They're, argument about like, you know, Alabama football or whatever. But the thing is, is that it's not like. Since this is an individual sport, I'm kind of just like, why would it go to the second place guy? That's stupid. Yeah, if I'm the second place guy, at least split it with the first place guy. Don't be a greedy fuck about it. 
That's like, yeah, that's like literally having, like, I don't know, the Patriots winning a Super Bowl, and then it was just like, well, Tom Brady was too young, so we're going to give Super Bowl rings to the fucking Steelers. I'm like, it doesn't make any sense. Or like the that Giants. That makes no sense. I know. Yeah, no, I, I think that's Why let him really play if he, can't, if he can't win the pot? Why let him play? Right, if, if he can't play and win the money, that's bullshit, considering all the NIL things right now. There's some Shadur Sanders drives a fucking Rolls Royce truck. Yeah. And this fucking kid can't take his money? And granted, this good career move, and he's probably going to get some NIL stuff now, and he's probably going to get some sponsorships, but regardless, you win an individual sport. It's just, yeah, like if Serena Williams was too young, so they give it to the second-place person that she beat in the finals. It's just like conceptually, it makes no fucking sense. It's not like it's a whole team. It's not like the university's getting the 1.5 mil. They're just like, good job, buddy. We're going to give it to the guy that you beat. It's so... I don't know. It's stupid. I just think it's stupid. I think it's very dumb. I don't disagree. I think it's stupid. Well, I mean, hey, what are you going to do? Start it's one paying of those scenarios people. that I, I feel like you should at least give it to the parents or something that should go right. in a little fun for him when he graduates. Something. Maybe he's going to have a for sure shot to join the tour. When well, I was talking out, to my but... brother. Well, I think like once you win one event in the calendar season, you have you're in. You're way higher up, essentially. So he will probably get a chance almost immediately. He might start playing in it now, even though he's still at school. My brother and I were like, if if he's that good, he might just school? drop out. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But there's also I'd be like, done. There's more people that come in and win one and never win one again than people that win well, more than one. You know, so you could true. You could, but then again, golf's a game of consistency. So if you're practicing it, constantly practicing and doing what you need to do and got off that, and you just want an amateur, I mean. Strike while the iron's you know? hot is another argument you can make. If you're good right now, then well, get out and then go back What's, if you need to. I mean, let's say whatever he's going to school. Alabama. Um, U of a, Alabama. Okay, so yeah. you're going to school at Alabama. What? What? I mean, it just literally came out on a Fox Business report that about 45% of major corporations are no longer requiring a college degree to uh, condition of employment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So w- what's the value of the piece of paper if you're going to go p- play on the tour anyways? I think it's the NCAA and their relationship with the major leagues of all sports because that's what it always is. It's like it's a fucking we need to make our money and not pay people for being like this kid won the tournament. We support what's his name? His name is Nick Dunlap. It's like winning a bet and then we not getting paid you, out Nicky. for it. We support you, Nick Dunlap. I support the that? hell out of him. Let's get into some NBA talk, Mike. Some cool things have happened in the NBA the last couple of days, huh? Yeah, let's talk about something that's not so fucking cool. Okay. Uh, the Bulls were yeah. in my neck of the woods last night. Oh, and yeah. they played the Suns. Okay, at the Footprint Center in Phoenix. Yeah. And I was excited because I was like, oh, I don't get a chance to watch many Bulls games. And I was like, oh, man, wow, they're up by 20. It was 76 to 56 going into the top of the fourth. And um, they they lost the fucking game. Yeah. That's a Kevin Durant, six team. seconds left, just drops it in. Fuck it from the elbow. I don't I don't get this team. I, I just Jerry needs to sell everything. I Yeah. We were having that conversation walking into the, the house that Jordan built last night. Um, yeah, I mean, Kobe White almost gets a triple-double. 
DeMar DeRozan drops 21 on 40 minutes. The Bulls outscore Phoenix considerably in the first half. So you're talking 50, 67 and some change maybe to 41, 67, 41, something like that at at halftime. Moving into the second half, the Phoenix Suns score 66 and the Bulls score 47. So it's like you go in there and you play your ass off for the first half, which is something they've been doing for a while, and they did that a lot last year, where they get up to a lead. Granted, the Suns have arguably a top three quor- or quarterback, excuse me, top three player in the league. With Kevin Durant, he goes off and scores forty three, which was nothing as far as yesterday was concerned. Um, you just can't do it, and they're not a good team, and it's built incorrectly, and we're going to see that at the end of the year, and they're 21-24, and 24, and they're probably going to end the season somewhere within that same win percentage and be the ninth, 10th seed and do the play-in and lose again. So good. it's hell. We live in good. the monotonous middle I, in I, every sport. I've said it for a long time. It's the purgatory of the NBA, and that's mm-hmm. where we've been since 2009. Yep. Well, since D Rose got hurt, I mean, I mean we won the we won the East in 2011. <laughs> I know it's more like 2014 is when it really started coming off the rails, and since then you're last right. 10 years. You're right. You're right. I I don't I don't know. It's just this you you weren't going to get past the LeBron led Heat back then. Almost did. It such, got so close. Almost so so close. close. Carlos Boozer just wasn't it. And he had no business being matched up with Chris Bosh back then. Well, that was the that was the year too. The Bulls were in the mix for like they were in the mix for LeBron until he'd made the decision. Then they were in the mix for Melo, and then Melo went to the we Knicks. Never, we can never attract a major free agent. In we the were, city of yeah, Chicago. supposedly we were close on Melo, and then we didn't end up getting him. We D Wade stayed with the Heat, and then what did you have left but Carlos Boozer, who his tenure on the Jazz was very good. And he was actually pretty good with the Bulls, but that wasn't a game changer. That wasn't like a, oh, this is next level. But I said it for years and years and years. And looking back, it would have been the right thing to do. You could have built the team around Jimmy Butler and everything would have been a lot better. Maybe, though. There were some growing pains. And I think sometimes Jimmy was a homegrown guy. I agree. You drafted Sometime. Jimmy. You could have kept him here. You could have groomed. You could have kept Tibbs doing what he did. Let him grow around that. I mean, Tibbs is taking Knicks teams to the fucking playoffs in the East. I think uh, change of scenery was probably the best thing to happen in Jimmy Butler's career. But I believe if the franchise would have said, you're our person and we are going to commit everything to you in building this team around you. Yeah. He would have been fully bought in. Yeah. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but obviously, I'm absolutely with you. Obviously, what we're at now is ridiculous. You essentially got rid of Jimmy Butler, and you got a guy that is older and very similar in play of him with DeMar DeRozan, and you're essentially paying him the same amount of money. So, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, you know, I mean, you got Zach Levine out of it, but Zach Levine's a fucking prima donna. He takes nights off. He takes he's plays gone, off. He doesn't so play gone. defense, and he's gone, and he got paid the max, and now he wants out. No one out. wants him. No one wants to trade for him. Because he's a like, bitch. Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to say that. He's a baby back soy boy bitch. <laughs> Yeah, he's annoying, and he gets paid a lot, and it's... He is Ben Simmons' potential-level bitch. No, he's much better than Ben Simmons. You can't put that I, on him. 
Well, Ben Simmons was very good at one point. I mean, fuck, he had Colin Coward saying that he was the next LeBron James. And we love Colin Coward on this Colin program. Colin Coward. He's not Josh Rosen. He's not Sam Darnold. By the way, he was speaking of Lamar Jackson. Yeah. That aged well. Nothing like, yeah. At least Carson once got to wear his hat forward. That was cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hell. We're in purgatory. We're always going to be in there. Uh, I say it all the time. I said it when we were walking in yesterday. Jerry Reinsdorf is going to outlive me. Jerry Reinsdorf's going to ruin my fandom for every team that I like. He's going to be 180, and he's going to be laughing at my dead body at my funeral, and it's going to be brutal. So this is what we have to live with. That's Chicago, baby! Chicago factory sadness. All right. Go ahead. Talk about the really cool thing that happened. Um, Joel Embiid, 70 points last night. He threw 70 burger on him. Um, a lot of people around the league obviously freaking out after the game against the Bulls. Kevin Durant reacts. He's like, 70? Holy shit, because no one does that. 70 points for Joel Embiid. 18 rebounds, 5 assists. Third player ever to have 70 and 15 in a game. Obviously, eclipse that. First player since Kobe Bryant that scored 70, if I'm not mistaken, which was a hell of a long time ago there. Um, Sixers still only beat him by 10. Victor Weminyana has a nice has a nice game himself, but comparatively. 70 points is insane. Like, that's next level. Like, you have to... They, he shot the ball 82. so many times. Kobe did it. I mean, I'm not comparing it. I'm just saying, like, that's the most points scored, I think, since Kobe, if I'm not... For mistaken. a big man, I mean, that's truly impressive. Yeah, like, you think, like, 70. Shaq would maybe do that. <laughs> like, maybe. Um, I'm going to confirm to make sure that I'm not a big, dumb idiot. Oh, no, dude. Dame had 71 last year. Donovan Mitchell had 71 last year. I'm an idiot. But I'm talking for a big man, though. I know. You can't. Well, the last big on, man to score was... seven. The last big man to score more than seventy was David Robinson, nineteen ninety four, for the San Antonio Spurs. Dang! So it's been done before. And then Wilt just scored a ton over seventy all the, over the time. So it's been done before. And also, Will Chamberlain. Are those stats real? Some people would like to say no. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that he scored a hundred points. But regardless. I mean, Vince, if it's in him. the stats book, what do you think? They were just, like, making it up or some shit? In the 60s NBA, it was a little bit different. They weren't – they didn't have a computer where people were triple, quadruple, you know, checking them to make sure everything was right. They are kind of like, sure, he scored 100 today. This was the score. You see? <laughs> oh, Curly. <laughs> oh, Curly with the fastball. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, insane game. And then – Outside of that, we had another insane game at the Minnesota Timberwolves and Mr. Carl Anthony Towns, our favorite voice in the NBA, if I do so say, do say so myself. I don't know if you'd agree. It's very fab, but yeah, no, Carl <laughs> Anthony Towns, is maybe spicy. top five voice in the. He's got a zesty voice on that man for sure. He, he's for how big he is, it just does not fit who he is. He's like, yeah. You think he have like some deep voice and out here like yeah? He's like he seems tonight. like he seems like a very nice person, which is not what you could say about a lot of people. But he seems like he's just a goofy guy. Well, who can, it, who can also very... come in and score sixty two on the Charlotte Hornets? So yeah, do you see the Hornets coach? He was pissed. Well, guess who he won the game? So... Who the Hornets? 
I mean, it's, I mean, still though, there was not much defense. Uh-uh. And I mean, it's just, that's the problem with the modern day NBA. There's no defense. It's a lot of scoring and they're trying to actively make it more scoring. Cause that's what people like to watch, but you just but start. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's like defense is a part of the game too. What does this right. become? Well, defense and becomes the, very the, important in the playoffs, but you don't get defense until you get to the playoffs. The rules have kind of gone out the window in the modern NBA. It's turned into more like backyard ball than it is like true basketball. Yeah, body checking was fun. Double it was allowed. Dub, double dribbles and um, traveling is just like a norm, especially yeah. if your name is LeBron James. Well, so they changed the murder. They changed the drop back rule, so James Harden can't do all that shit. You really can't do fouls by leaning into people like Harden and Curry used to do. So at least they're taking care of that stuff. But it is like completely different. Like the way the pace of play is different. And I, I mean, I heard this argument today. It's like, would Larry Bird be good in the modern NBA? It's the answer to all those questions are always, yeah. Yeah, he would be. People always say like, well, the talent's so much better now. It's like, so would Larry Bird. <laughs> like Larry Bird is a monster. He shot one three-pointer per game for like his whole career. And now he would be shooting a healthy six to 10 of them probably a game. Like, I don't know, man. It's It seems like they you know, resting and, and keeping your body good and all that shit that we talk about all the time where it's, it's, that's why it's so time. difficult for me to pay attention to the NBA in the regular season because it's so just boring. I like it for and shit like this. No, I get it. You like it for yeah. shit like this, but I mean, everybody knows I get into playoff basketball. I yeah. enjoy it. I think it's exciting. It's fun. It's fun to mm -hmm. watch. I also believe that they play defense in the playoffs they and do. The, the top guys are playing hard. Yeah, yeah but you're not seeing like LaMelo ball. You're not seeing like the fun, the young guys. You're not seeing rookies come up. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I, I, but I, I do like competition on the court. I, I like the see two guys. I get it, but that's my issue. If they play defense, I would probably be far more invested just like how I'm about to become invested in the month of February in college basketball. So yeah. I can be in the queue here for yeah. the tournament because yeah, I'd you're like a to band, a you're a bandwagon sports fan. If I've ever heard it, well, I'm a bandwagon tournament guy now, and I will okay. fully admit that I have zero problem. Yeah, like you stop like watching baseball until the playoffs. You don't watch football until the Super Bowl comes around. You watch one game a year. <laughs> No, no, no. I watch a lot of White Sox baseball, unfortunately. I know. We talk about it every week. <laughs> and I and I and I also watch a lot of Bears football. Yes. And, and just football hell. in general. Any form of football. I'll take the UFL is about to start pretty jacked for it. It's by the so way, funny. I forgot they merged. We a whole new gambit of teams this year to click from. So Vinny and I get to reset the board. Yeah, the UFL reset the wheel. We'll be able to show the wheel on the YouTube now so you can see the, the wheel, wheel of death will be yeah. on the YouTube this wheel. year. And Vince wheel. and I get our team. I'm hoping for the Battle Hawks this year. Just saying. Um, all right. Well, in other news, um, the Bucks fired their head coach. Yeah. Interesting. Um, they've kind of been playing I mean, a lot better recently. They don't there. If you're talking about a team that doesn't play defense. There's one of them, but they're 30 and 13, man. They're freaking. How do you. Something must have happened. Maybe something he was like had to happen. Somebody's wife or something. He was trying something to had to happen. Wife. I don't. There's not a lot of information on it. And it came out about midday today. 
Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know what they expect. I'm kind of unsure on why they would do that just because they built the team and they got Dame and Dame's coming in. They're starting to play a little bit better. And now this happens and you're like, okay, is there somebody better? Cause there was a guy that they had by the name of Mike Budenholzer that won him a goddamn championship and they were quick to release him. And now they're under this. So I have to assume something's going on. If not, like it, Maybe they're just quick trigger. Maybe they're just like, "Hey, we got a, we have a window right now. Let's take care of business and not, not deal with bullshit." It doesn't smell right. It doesn't smell right at all. Um, something must have happened. Like I said, either somebody was trying to do something with somebody's wife, or I, I don't know. It just doesn't. It, it, it smells like that's a, why that would happen. But like, yeah, to get rid of a coach that's starting to excel, it doesn't make no sense. Irvin Magic Johnson says it was a big mistake. It's not his fault the Bucks traded their best well, on-ball defender Drew Holiday. Yeah, I mean, it's hey, a, you're 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 here, and I mean, you're you're looking at the guy who found a cure for your trades. Yeah, you he's the one that did it himself. <laughs> um, supposedly, Giannis lost faith, and they might be bringing in drum roll, please. Doc Rivers, run it back, Turbo. <laughs> Seriously, they're going to bring yeah. in Doc? Reportedly, Doc wow. Rivers is a top wow. Milwaukee target to replace Adrian Griffin, but the sides have yet to talk. So they reach out to him. I don't see why Doc wouldn't go there. That's a beautiful job to take on. Like, go and do it. Yeah, no, I mean, that's probably the best job in the NBA right now. You get two of the best in the league. Yeah, I mean, there is only one job available, but it's a pretty fucking good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we'll see. No, I don't they're disagree still going with to the playoffs. Thing. They're still going to be on the top of the East, and they're still going to be a really good team. I just, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the Adrian Griffin experiment didn't work out the way it was supposed to. The last news from the NBA, and then we can get into our beautiful NFL talk. Terry Rozier for Kyle Lowry and a first-round pick. Heat Hornets. Kyle Lowry yet to be bought out by the Hornets. Don't know if they're going to keep him or not. I don't see why they would keep him. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Good move for Jimmy, I think. Kyle Lowry and Eric Spolstra had something going on where they weren't agreeing. There was some smoke in there that I don't know all about it, but you can tell he got benched because they the play wasn't that great. Like I, if you remember the beginning of the season, it was a dumpster fire. I remember saying, like, they were, I think, second to last in the East or something like that in the first, like, 20 games. They've kind of turned it around now. They are in sixth right. now. They're well over 500, which is nice. I think they have five games above 500. Five and five in their last 10. They say it's time to make a change. Terry Rozier's kind of the man. Like, he was very good on Boston. And then you kind of lose him in yeah. the mix a little bit on Charlotte. He had a couple cool highlight plays. But we haven't heard a lot about him in a while, I want to say. He's having a really good year overall. Yeah. I mean, he's he's top at scoring on that team and assists. So next to Lamelo, that is. I mean, that for for the Heat, I think this is a nice piece for Jimmy. Yeah. And not only that, I, Kyle Lowry will most likely get released. That'd be a nice signing for the Bulls. That'd be nice to have another piece in there. Just saying. Yeah, you get Kyle Lowry and you end up being ninth instead of tenth. <laughs> to be honest, but pretty we need much. A point yeah, it doesn't guard, move man. the needle though. We could use a point guard for sure. Um, Just but saying. I feel, like, I feel like he's gonna go to a team like 
you know, maybe back up for the Nuggets or goes to like the Clippers and then him and Russ do like a switch off thing. I don't know what they would do, but I think he's going to go to competitor. I'm pretty sure. Absolutely. That's usually who's what playing point for the Suns guys. right now. I have no idea. Cause I don't pay I guess attention. probably like, probably, I don't know, like great Devin Booker maybe. <laughs> Cause they got Bradley Beal too. I, don't I mean, Booker Booker's such a distributor and Beal. I mean, I mean, but the problem is Booker wants the ball a lot. Too, Booker wants and to score, Katie man. Wants the ball a lot too. There's yeah. only one ball, and it's You're difficult right. to do that. So, and Beal just didn't make it. Like I don't know the, the fact that he got rid of DeAndre Ayton for Beal is just didn't make it. You wanna know who hasn't DeAndre been Ayton. playing really well on the in the Northwest though? That who? man, DeAndre Ayton's been, DeAndre has not Ayton? been playing that well for the Trailblazers this year. Yeah. Granted, it's the Trailblazers. He just, he's but. not physical for his, his size. He's he's not physical, and that's been not, not knock on him from day one. Yeah, he played twenty two so. minutes against the Lakers, and he went six and four. There you have it. Ain't gonna do it. And I mean, Anthony Davis is pushing you around. That's how you know. <laughs> um, well, Vince, you know, you know, um, you know what rhymes with Rosier? It doesn't rhyme with it, but I know where you're going. <laughs> Kinda does. Sort of. Slant, slant rhyme. Slant rhyme. Slant rhyme. Slant rhyme. Razor. Yeah. Rosier razor. You see what I'm doing here? Who to shred yeah. or shave with? Razor. Mm-hmm. And if you're gonna shave your face, you should do it with our wonderful friends at Henson Shaving. This part of today's episode is brought to you by none other than our friends at Henson Shaving. If you guys have been listening to the show for a while, you already know that we swear by Henson Shaving. We've been using them for months, and there really isn't a better product out there. The Henson Razor puts an end to shaving irritation and cuts while also making your skin feel comfortable and smooth. This razor is made by using CNC machines to aerospace standards. That's right. Rocket ships, people. That means it's made to very tight tolerances, meaning that the combination of how securely it's held and how minimally the blade is exposed delivers a smooth and safe shave no other razor can offer. It's literally one blade. Be be safe. Please be safe. They're very sharp. You twist on the top and you get to work. It's that easy. You remember the beard bet? You remember me shaving off the whole thing. If you need to watch somebody use it, go on my Instagram and check it out because it's really that easy. Cost ownership averages $88.20 every two years, which is essentially $177 less than normal cartridge razors. They're sustainable. It's precise. It's Henson shaving. It's got a nice weight to it. It's made out of metal. None of this plastic garbage. So please use the promo code THETAXISQUAD, T-H-E-T-A-X-I, S-Q-U-A-D at checkout and you'll receive a hundred pack of blades free with the purchase of the razor. So you go on the site, you add the razor that you're looking for, and then you add a hundred pack of razors. You'll get those for free. For most users, this amount of blades will last you two to five years, depending on how often you shave. So that promo code again is the taxi squad at HensonShaving.com. Go check it out. Football, baby. Football's the name of the game right now. We have officially gotten down to the championship round we have some coach hirings some weird coach hirings uh some that get us a little hate on the tiktok mike mike got a little bit of heat on the tiktok this week yeah i don't know where i'm getting heat from some some fucking armchair quarterback i like to say i'm not 
But at the end of the day, I've been watching this team long enough to know what works and what doesn't work. And that doesn't fucking work. But continue. <clears throat> yeah, man. Uh, Shane Waldron is the new OC of the Chicago Bears. And obviously, Eberflus is back. They're looking at defensive coordinators right now. So we have a lot to look forward to here in Chicago. But they know for a fact Shane Waldron but calling plays for the Bears this year. Why didn't you request an interview with fucking Eric Bieniemy? Looking for guys, looking for we can get the cool guy from the Seahawks instead. It's the most bear shit ever. There's no doubt about it. You you don't request an interview with Eric Bieniemy. Polls knows him from his time with the Chiefs. What are yeah? Are 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 you just gonna go like? You think Nagy's probably going to get rehired? Where's the enemy going to go? You 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 interview Greg Roman. You interview fucking Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, and they flew yeah. out to Cali to see Cliff Kingsbury. By the way, he didn't come to Chicago. They flew to Cali. Yeah, we were talking about like, that Give me yesterday. Every bottle of Camus imaginable. I feel like they just wanted to ask him what Caleb Williams was like as a person. <laughs> if I'm being honest. It seems it does seem like a it was like more so like a recruiting mission. You went to the passing game coordinator in OC at USC last season, and then just basically were like, um, yeah. So is he great or does he suck or is he a bitch yeah. or like what is he? That's what it feels like. Shane Waldron, for those who don't know, previous offense coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks under Pete Carroll. Um, Shane Waldron throws likes to throw the ball a lot. The About 60% problem, of the time. The problem with that, and like Grant, their running backs had a great time. Like Kenneth Walker had a great year last year, and Charbonnet's really coming up. So that's great. That's great and all. My issue is, well, one, and this is more of a gripe, but if it works, then it works, is the screen passes. <laughs> and the man loves screen passes. And if there's one thing that pissed me off more than anything this year is the consistent all-the-time screen passes that they throw that I'm not ready for. Now, if they can take a quarterback, now, again, we'll have so much time in the future to be like, are we going to have Justin Fields or are we going to have Caleb Williams? But this is more of an issue because I, if they're going to keep Fields, they're going to let him like get him going, kind of like the Geno Smith thing. Is it actually going to work and no one's going to really know that? If I'm being honest. But what I don't understand is no other NFL franchise has made a hire yet. Yeah. So what is your hurry? What I mean, did he blow you away that much? And a lot of people are like, either we love the hire or we don't. I, I think we would be critical of any Bears hire. They would have hired Cliff. I would have probably been more so on the side of, well, that's air raid offense. He had success with Kyler Murray. Very similar archetype to a Kyler Murray is Justin Fields, who's and just Caleb as mobile Williams, and has who he just coached <laughs> and Caleb, who he just coached. And a lot of people that would start the, you know, the hype train for Caleb, most likely. It's it's interesting to say the least as to the thought process of what this was. He must have really blew them away. And we're going to get a lot of that staff from Seattle coming to Chicago now. Yep. For better or for worse. And I don't know if it's better or for worse. It's but, it's very but, Bears move, man. It's just the most Bears thing to do in the world is to pick up this guy that wasn't on the front of mind of a lot of people, but you're like, okay, he was well, successful one time. He, 
I mean, no, he was, and he's been successful. I mean, Gino, I, I mean, Russ had a great year under him. Gino had a, a, a better two years under yeah. him than most. And Drew Locke, I mean, he he won a game with Drew Locke. So, I mean, there's something to be said. <laughs> so I see it, and Shane Waldron was in discussions for actually head coaching talks this this offseason. So to say that he – Swallowed the pride and became an OC. Maybe there wasn't other offers for him, but and there's no so other many team... coaches available right now. Like I think he was like, "All right, I don't think I'm going to get this opportunity this year." Well, I, I see that. I just don't. Of course, when guys like Vrabel, Harbaugh, and Belichick, it's like a coaching carousel from heaven right, right now. Exactly. Um, it's heaven sent. Truly, is some of the greatest coaches that have been in the league now for the past ten years are available. So. I don't know. I, I I think we'll crown him if he wins the first, you know, eight to 10 or whatever that looks they like won't. next they season. Won't. They pro- probably won't. They won't. No, <laughs> I don't know. Once again, I'll say it. And I always say it. If you're a Bears fan, Groundhog Day just repeats itself. This smells an awful lot like Mike Martz. Doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. Yes, Doesn't this smell does. like the Mike Martz hire from like the mid two thousands with Jay? It does, and it—I mean, it could. And granted, could work, man. granted, <laughs> you went to a divisional playoff game and won with that offense, and then after you lost, and then you traded Greg Olson, and then yeah, yeah, and then we he all was know just how that ended up going. He was just supposed to throw the football to Johnny Knox at that point and Des McClark. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what, uh, I don't know. It smells offense, an awful lot. It's a lot of play action. I think we're going to get a lot more motion in it's, our offense. It's going to be a lot bigger and better, but is it good? He worked with Shanahan and McVay. He's in that pocket, love which is McVay, where dude. the NFL. They're who love does, McVay but right the difference is, is McVay and Shanahan run the football and they have complex running systems that they feed the passing game off of this guy doesn't seem to be that person he seems to be the exact opposite where he wants to throw the ball 60 percent of the time and then run the ball the other 40 which i I don't know how that's going to look you know roshan johnson his claim to fame what's that is it sustainable is what i'm saying is it too much too fast well you need a true wide receiver too, and that's not Darnell Mooney. Let's face mm-hmm. it. Um, so with that, does this kind of lean to the fact a lot of people could say, okay, now it means you're drafting Caleb. I think you're sticking with Fields. They're keeping it very tight lipped right now out of Hallis Hall. I think that I don't. I think they are. Think about it. Think about it. You have a guy who wants to pass the ball a lot, and he's in, quote, your QB whisperer. So that shows you want to bring in a guy who gave Geno Smith hope, right? Mm-hmm. And got Geno Smith to a playoff game. Well, what could he do with a younger talent who's open-minded, willing to learn, change some things around with his maybe mechanics, how he plays the game, his thought process? And then maybe the thought is to make it hyped up like you're going to draft Caleb and then you trade back and draft Maserati Marv. I think that's certainly possible. I also think you can make almost the same argument with Caleb Williams, except he's new in a new offense. He's a young guy, and he's 
under control for longer. We're going to have to pay Fields next year. That's the big thing. It's like after next year ends, we're going to have to pay him if he's good. And this is another thing. If you skip, if you trade out of picking I'll pay Caleb, him if he's good. Right, but if you skip I'll out pay of paying Caleb good. Williams and Caleb Williams ends up being really good, that is way worse than trading Fields and have him be good and have Caleb Williams be bad, but he's the rookie that we drafted. That's way worse. I guess, but the problem is this, okay, if you get a haul, you'll have first-round draft picks in the next two to three drafts. Right. Considering the talent he is. But are, is the so, draft like this draft? is what I'm like. Sometimes those drafts aren't as good as they should be. Well, next season's QB class will not be anything close to this, mm-hmm. but the season after potentially could be. We simply don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, Quinn Ayers could be a guy next year. He's going back to Texas. And if you look at the numbers of Quinn Ayers and you look at the number of Caleb Williams this season, this past season, they're almost identical. Yeah. Different body so, for sure, but yeah. Yeah, not the athleticism, but a great arm. You know, Caleb's hyper smart, but he's a prima donna. Yeah. He always has been. So that's my worry. And his we dad, will his dad's see my worry. <laughs> the last thing you need is, you know, a like LeVar Spike's Ball. dad out there, right? Yeah. Or LeVar Ball. Yeah. So, and if nobody got that, that was a little Giants reference. Mm-hmm. No big deal. But I am simply stating that Shane Waldron, safest hire you probably could have gone with. I would have yeah. preferred a younger person in this role. Not as established, someone who wants to think outside of the proverbial box, right? But that's where my that's where that's my the most bearish thing went. ever. And to be honest, we'll have so much time to talk about this in the future. Oh yeah, I know this ain't going know. anywhere. But what is going but, somewhere is the divisional round, Mike. What a great weekend of football! That was awesome. Uh, what an awesome weekend of football! I I'm contemplating a couple of things, but I think we should start with the big game. The Chiefs' bills. Is that of interest? Of course it's of interest. Let's Because that's where the interest comes from. And all I'm hearing right now is what's wrong with the bills? Why can't they get there? What's going on? Is Josh Allen like you're hearing all that shit. And I hate it. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Okay. You want to know why I'm going to tell you why? Why? Because I said it last fucking playoffs, and I'll say it this fucking playoff. The NFL is clearly in the pocket of the fucking Chiefs, and Patrick Mahomes, Taylor Swift, the Kelsey brothers are all really good for fucking business. Okay, Roger Roger Goodell sitting there with his fucking shirt gun with a fucking flag in it and just being like, eh, he didn't even throw the ball. P.I. Huh? Huh? Yeah, there's a couple calls in there that were huh? egregious. No, the think... most egregious. No, the most egregious call of them all was that fucking phantom pass interference where yeah. the play ended and they're like, oh, wait, there's a flag on the field. Yeah, that was. And weird. then they're like, for what? Oh, there was a P.I. There was a P.I. He didn't throw the football. How is yeah. there pass interference on a ball? He didn't fucking throw. Yeah, no, I mean it's valid, and that's that's gonna perplexed. happen. The thing they is, is they, want, n- they nothing's ever nothing's ever happened in the NFL where it was like 
you know, pro Chiefs. Like, that's never happened. There's never been a missed call. There's never been <laughs> anything like that. <laughs> fucking last year, AFC championship <laughs> game, Bengals, fucking Chiefs, Orlando oh. Brown, holy, hugging, hugging the defensive end for the fucking Bengals. I didn't Doesn't see shit. Called. I didn't see shit. Nobody saw shit. Nobody saw a dick. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. Go well, back and do you. yourself a favor. Watch the last episode of the QB doc on Netflix, and then you'll see it and fucking zoomed in HD once again. Yep. Bullshit. This fucking team gets every call year after year after year. And granted, Stefan Diggs could have caught the 50-yard bomb. And granted, That's you couldn't have thing. faked a punt with Tamar Hamlin like fucking Make-A-Wish. That was what wild, was that? too. What was that? That was wild, dude. That was really weird. Like, when that happened, it was just like, oh, he, I think he's losing comeback player of the year a little bit. They're like, let's get him out there on a fake punt. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, nobody fucking knows who the ball's going to on the fake punt. The guy who died on the field last season right. and came back That's... to life, like the fucking football phoenix over here. That was obscene. It was obscene. Um. But okay. Besides that, I wasn't. I wasn't going to talk about roughing, but I'm. I'm happy that you did. I think more. Anything else? (laughs) Got anything else? I think more than anything, it is a. It's more of a Mahomes is good thing than Allen is bad thing. For sure, and I think you can tell that because of a couple of reasons. I think also. The propensity to do this when a team loses in the playoffs and is often losing to the same exact team, it says, what's wrong with them? Which, granted, you can say, if you're looking at it, and you're like, they're going to have to play this team consistently for the future. But I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with the Bills. I just think Mahomes is that fucking dude. Um, One thing I will say about Josh Allen is that he has more attempts than anybody that's still in the play, or that was still in the playoffs until... The untimely demise. 69. He has a 68% completion percentage, which is about middle of the road with these quarterbacks right now. Higher than Brock Purdy's. Fun fact. Um, He has 194 yards a game averaging, plus his running, which was huge. And he also has four touchdowns, which is more than anybody except for Baker Mayfield and Jordan Love. So, I mean, it's like he's doing his job. Passer rating doesn't fucking mean anything these days or QBR or whatever you want to say. Um, and he didn't really get hit that much because he was running away. So he's a good, he's a really good player. That's a really good team. There's pieces that need to fix it, but it just feels like the the Chiefs and the Patriots are the same kind of shit. It's like no matter what they do, the Bills are gonna play like the Indianapolis Colts used to play. He's They're- not Tom Brady. Okay. He, no, he is not fucking Tom Brady. Yeah, technically he's technically he's don't better than Tom Brady right now. Technically he's not he's better, better than, than him. Tom Brady. Yes, he is. My ass. Statistically, no, he's not. amount of Super Bowls at his age, technically he's better than Tom Brady right now. Yeah, he thrown for fifty-one touchdowns in a season. He's not at the age that Tom Brady was when I'm he threw for saying, fifty-one touchdowns in a season. Just saying. That's like. <laughs> that's like huh? saying. That's like saying like a 28-year-old NBA player is like 
crap because they haven't like won the championship yet. It's like, yeah, he's 28. What if he wins five of them, but from 29 to 34? <laughs> like, he's, he's younger. He's just younger. He's playing at the level of a Tom Brady. He wins the, the toss-up games, and he's probably maybe going to win another Super Bowl if the Ravens can't stop him. Like, something about him... Well, at no, the time the in the refs, playoffs, if, it's, if the refs if the refs yeah. stop the Ravens, then You're, yeah, the, then he'll definitely be. In I can't wait Super till Bowl. like seven years down the line when we're talking about it, it's like Mahomes going for a sixth Super Bowl, and you'd be like, these fucking refs. <laughs> I'm not saying they're not a good team. I just I don't think listen. they're a good team. Is what I'm saying. They're not a good team. There's a lot they're, of glaring weaknesses, but it's just all right. fucking works if, out. Okay, if we're gonna break this game down. There's many mishaps with the football that the Bills made. And yeah. if you're going to win in the playoffs, okay, your quarterback can't be your leading rusher. Right. And James Cook's that a you good You need to control the clock. You need to control the – he had a great year, but this game in particular, Josh Allen led the team in rushing where mm -hmm. James Cook was 10 yards under what Allen had – and yeah. almost, almost ruined the game entirely with his rushing capability by getting smacked. Mm -hmm. And thank God Dalton Kincaid comes in and jams up that ball. And then thank God one of your offensive linemen is in close proximity to fall on it because they have the football gods on their side there for a minute. And you can't put this game solely on the shoulders of Tyler Bass because Which I don't you know. You feel bad for the guy, dude. You have to. That's well, I feel about as bad for him as I do Cody Parkey. Sure. But yeah, but it's just like he's been kicking for that for so long. And it's just like, how do you miss that? That's what I'm saying. It's like the voodoo I, fucking gods of like being a good maybe, quarterback came down and just said, you're not making this because Patrick Mahomes needs to play well. <laughs> but if you're if you're McDermott, like what are you, your kickers got the yips? It's fourth and six. I don't care what the statistics are telling you i'm you going for kid. it fuck it yeah no no Go i'm going it. for it because at that point it's like you know what i got a quarterback who's been running his balls off all night true get him out in motion get a quick pick play or something or just let him run yeah and i mean shit, that probably would have worked that's the thing it's like you watch them and you're like i could see certain when they, opportunities when I, when I saw the kicking unit going out there i'm like man this doesn't smell good it felt bad. It felt really bad. It, when that it, was you happening, felt was like, like this is gross. He, this isn't good. As a as a kicker, he looked like he wanted none of that. Which I don't I honestly don't his, know. Well, I mean, that his, is his job, but I don't blame him. <laughs> his I mean, you're you're the closest thing to a closer in baseball as a kicker. Uh -huh. Right? For sure. I mean, your 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 entire career is based on when the lights are the brightest. So yep. granted, I understand people want to say you can't put it all on his shoulders, rightfully so you can't. I'm just I wanted the Bills to win this game. It seemed like so bad. They so bad. had the the pieces to to make a run, but then again, um they were really hurt on defense and I think the loss of Tremaine Edmonds hurt them greatly. Agreed. I think um Tredavious White being out for a lot of the season didn't help them at all. Yeah. Matt Milano being out for a lot of the season didn't help that and them at all. It's like They're I think hurt. what needs to happen is McDermott needs to one up his nine eleven thing, and do something even more egregious. I think he needs to. Come he up needs with like, a new. 
Like he needs a sign. He needs a side with like Hitler now. <laughs> it's essentially what he needs oh, to do God. to get that team to keep going. Because I don't know, man. It felt like a little team of destiny. It felt like they could have taken him down. I mean, the Chiefs aren't going to be as bad from the receiver position next year. They're going to be a better offense than they were this year. So this is your window, man. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if they're going to make big changes. Stephon Diggs did not have his best year this year. Are they going to keep him around, or is he not going to be the He's gone. the offense? Like, He's gone. He's gone. They have a lot of decisions Stephon, to make this year. Stephon Diggs is gone because you have to pay Josh Allen, and I don't think he wants to be there anymore. Yeah. I think Josh Allen, he just he plays a lot of hero ball. And there's some plays on that drive in particular, the final drive of the game. Granted, you know, Diggs had his hands, whatever happens, but yeah. it'll be a defining moment because if Diggs catches that ball, they're on the 15. So yeah. I just reality- didn't know what the thought process was on that third and six where you're trying to hit shots in the end zone when you know you have a kicker who isn't feeling the hottest right now. So you want to try and make it as easy for him as possible. And you're trying to take shots, like know the situation and stop trying to win the game right now. Incremental football. All that being said, Josh Allen consensus top three quarterback in the league regardless. So it's like he, he is a Vic Fangio said it best. He is a taller, faster, stronger John Elway. Yeah. It's badass. It's a great um, but then it's Groundhog's Day. The Bills are gone. The Chiefs move on. It's like what this team is, is cursed. I mean, they Jim Kelly no, made it to two teams. Super Bowls in a row and lost them both. Yeah. Dude, yeah. What did they go to like four in a row or something like that, or four in a decade? It was or something insane, and he lost them all. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. It was um, just because the NFC was just better than them in every because it was the Cowboys and the 49ers. It was just teams from all over the place just beating them in the Super Bowl. It was a oh, shame. Yeah. I feel bad for Buffalo. The day that it, they win something will be like the, like the, maybe the scariest day ever. It might very be the scariest high day point. ever. People are going to die. A very high day. point. Speaking and of for a the place record, that, oh, go ahead, we both picked the Bills. We both picked the yeah, Bills. That was the one game we were wrong on. Um, yeah. Speaking of a place that might burn down the entire country if they keep winning, the Lions beat the Bucks. 31-23. What a goddamn game. Um, what a great game. I love this Lions team. I really shouldn't because they're in our division, but Amonra is the man. Well, there's a couple ways you could look at that. For sure. But, I mean, if the Bears are good next year and the Lions are good, like, I'm going to hate them. Oh, yeah, of course. But you right know? now, <laughs> yeah, right now you have to kind of look at it in a sense of, I mean, it's in our division, and they're going with a potential shot to make the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we had two, of, two in our division actually play this round. <laughs> right. I mean, it is pretty sick, and it, or not, considering we're in a tough division where two teams right. in the NFC North made it to the divisional round of the playoffs. Talented. Who were in a rebuilding year, supposedly in Green Bay. But I digress. Let's uh, <laughs> let's stick to uh, this this game with the Lions. I mean, Baker man played his ass off. He threw mm-hmm. for seven hundred yards in two playoff games. I don't know if anybody knew that. The one thing I will say about that, I mean, he's very good. Total, not in each game. In total, right. I'm just saying, 
two games averaging 350 yards of passing is something the Bears have never touched. But once again, what loses you games, Vince? Interceptions, baby. And I had this Turnovers, stat today. Baby. No quarterback. Every quarterback moving on hasn't thrown an interception this playoff. Holding out mm-hmm. of the ball, taking advantage of, if even if you're going to punt it, just taking advantage of your possessions and not turning it over on bad plays will be the demise of you. And that essentially was the demise of the Tampa Bay Bucks. I mean, they lost by eight. Some of like the the two point conversion call was pretty fucking wild, <laughs> and I was very jacked about that. Very Dan Campbell's like balls on ice kind of deal. He was just like, I'm gonna get in there, I'm gonna do it. Jared Goff is the man. Jared Goff takes care of the of the game essentially. He's a game manager. They were getting hated on. They got hated on for the Hutchinson pick a little bit. They were really hated on it for the Jameer Gibbs pick for sure. They were hated on for the um. What's his name? Jack Campbell. Hated on that. All of those moves seem to be good. Jameer Gibbs is a monster. Nine carries, 74 yards, a touchdown. Every time he touches the ball, he was just absolute unit. I'm well, it's, more so Brown. What he did out, it's more so what he did out of the backfield receiving, man. Well, it's, and that's I mean, what I'm that saying. It's like an it's absolute fucking four unit. Yeah. There was a couple plays where you're just like, how did he have just an open hole there? How did he get through? You got guys like Craig Reynolds having one catch that was like one of the most important catches in the entire game when it was coming down to the line. And now they have Zach Ertz. I don't know if you saw this. I did see that. <laughs> Zach hey, Ertz don't pop that for everybody. Zach Ertz for a touchdown. It's Yeah, I you're probably going to get it at like my... plus 10,000, but it's probably not going to happen. But we'll see. <laughs> I bet you it could happen. LaPorta's I mean, Dan playing, Campbell's though. a former tight end. Yeah, true. And Zach Ertz has really never been this far in the playoffs. Didn't he win a Super Bowl? Oh, yeah. What the fuck am I talking about? Yeah, he, did. <laughs> he was on the Eagles that year. <laughs> he was on the Eagles. I forget how old Zach Ertz is. Yeah, he's been on. He's been in the I league thought... for a minute now. Um, Dan Campbell's the man. His interviews are awesome. Dog. It's like watching this team. You're like, this is really cool. And this after the Bills lose there, like, I got to root for a Ravens Lions Super Bowl now. <laughs> like, what else am I going to do? A thousand percent. A thousand percent. I'm I'm all in on the Lions and I'm all in on the Ravens. Uh, once it gets to that point, I don't really care who wins or loses. I'm uh, ultimately I'll roll with the Lions the rest of the year if they make it to the Super yeah. Bowl because that city deserves it. And oh, yeah. Dan Campbell's an absolute dog. Um, one of my favorite Dan Campbell quotes of all time is. I don't care if you have one ass cheek and three toes. I'll still beat your ass. <laughs> I remember that. Iconic. It doesn't make any fucking we'll sense. We'll play you on turf. We'll play you. He, the line is we'll play you on turf. Yep. We'll play you on grass. We'll play you in a abandoned field. I don't care if you have one ass cheek and three toes. I'll still beat your ass. That's a The man's a linguistic baby. giant. Yeah. He's a true linguistic giant. Yeah. Talking like about taking modern day apps. Socrates. If some, if you kind will. of jacked, jacked Rates. Yeah. <laughs> You've had better. <laughs> Fuck off. Anyways. <laughs> All right. So moving on then. Um, the Packers almost beat the 49ers. Very close. I was almost counted horseshoes and hand grenades. Bears. You- Promised Purdy Bears. You were worried. I was a little worried. I was very worried. I was, dude, I was sitting there. I was concerned. 
couple of our childhood friends I was hanging out with. So us, us three were hanging out there. Shout out Z, shout out Sean. I love you guys. Um, but we were sitting there watching the game, and it was coming down to it. Packers put up 15 in that third, and it was like, how the fuck is this happening? <laughs> how in the world? Is it, I there... was like, this can't happen. This well, cannot happen. Debo goes down. Purdy's not playing the best he's ever played the last couple of weeks. He's a little worried. A, essentially, talent won out. Obviously, George Kittle had a fucking great game, and he was there when they needed him. Brandon Ayuk, without Debo Samuel, seems to have a bit of a harder time, especially these, like, you know, in the playoffs when it, when the, it's on the line, proofs in the pudding. And for some reason, the Packers' defense that hasn't been great all year suddenly was playing pretty damn well against an explosive offense. So I don't know if this is more of a of a testament to the Packers' skill or if it's an overestimation of the 49ers' skill. Like, do the Packers just play people closer or are the 49ers actually worse than we think they are? I think Shanahan got a little exposed by a former employee. I feel like he did too. But he's not going to have that next round. Is that going to matter? I, I mean, the I mean, Lions are better than the a, Packers. Like a lot, in my opinion. They are. I don't disagree. I think the Lions, if Debo's back, they're going to have a little trouble. Yeah. They're going to have a little trouble. with Which looks with, like he is going to come back, but don't know for sure. Uh, I don't think there's a shot that he misses this game. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I, I, I don't think that there is a shot. He misses that game, uh, regardless they're saying he, he barely escaped like a, um, uh, a shoulder tear. So if yeah. he, it was, that's a labrum or something rotator cuff, yeah. but he barely missed one now, man. I mean, LaFleur, how can you sit here and say that this guy may be one of the top five head coaches in all of football? I hate it. I hate and him, he's man. young, and yeah. he coached a star in Aaron Rodgers, and he loved him, and he fit the game around him. And then has now coached up a young kid from fucking Utah, Utah State, actually. Um, While missing be... offensive coordinators and losing quarterback coaches, he's still doing it. He's the offensive play caller. And he's got a young quarterback now who looks like the second coming of a Rodgers or a Favre. Yep, he's a Hall of Famer, just to accept it now. And they're doing it with not a ton of talent on offense. I mean, yeah, Aaron Jones and and, and Watson and Dobbs. and They're the youngest okay. offense in the league. It's obscene. I, this is why, okay, the Bears' excuses – get incredibly muffled when you look across the pond to the other yeah. state and go, they have the youngest team in the NFL and there is no excuses and there's no bullshit and he doesn't need another weapon and he doesn't need another this and he doesn't need another that. There's no finger pointing as to what an issue is because they come together as a team and it's Probably a well-run organization. Franchise. Yeah. We're fucking radio shack. And they're mm -hmm. over here being ABT, you know. Yeah. I mean, it 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 just it it's glaring how different they are, and how one is horrible and a factory of sadness, and the other is just like the center of fucking excellence. They're consistent all the time, no matter what happens, they're consistent. 
And can we just and, and not in a weird way, but I mean LaFleur is a good looking cat too. He's oh, a handsome. young man. I mean, if he was single, he could just handsome. slay the town of Green Bay. Just handsome. walk into any bar, put his dick on want, the table. I don't know if he'd want to, but <laughs> Yeah, can. that's true. That's true. It's probably <laughs> slim pickings in Green Bay, let's face it. I was gonna it. say truly, no offense to Green Bay residents, but actually all offense to you. <laughs> I don't like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck them. Um, fuck them at that point. Packers are gonna be good for a long time. Um, and it's yeah. becoming very obvious very quickly. One thing to note, former Packers employee and Bears employee, I didn't say this earlier, and it's very funny, Luke Getzey getting an interview with the Raiders to be their head coach. <laughs> the fuck? He was so what bad in last the year. Fuck? <laughs> what in the fuck? Seriously, what are you going to ask this fuck? The Raiders guy. are so funny, So tell dude. us. Tell us why why did you throw a screen on third and twenty-two on the final game of the season against arguably your largest rival? He's like can screen. You? I don't think can I you? called one all year. Yes, <laughs> you did. <laughs> hey. I'm gonna be sure to shout out that TikTok guy, whoever the fuck he was, be like Simple-minded people don't understand the art of the screen. It's like, oh, thanks, Lombardi. No, simple-minded people. Simple-minded people bring up the screen. I'm like, well, if he leads the league in screens, then it's true. And like they that's what we're don't doing. Don't work. And you watch the Tressman offense, and then you watch the Nagy offense, and then you watch the Getzy offense. You'd see a common theme, right? You run the screen a lot. Don't work, right? Throw the ball down the football field. It's meant to do that. The forward pass was invented for a reason. And the West Coast offense has a place. Joe Montana could have been a bear, by the way. Could have been a bear. Pick yeah. away from being a bear. Everybody could have been a bear. All Sounds right. Cole Pepper could have been a bear. Get a. Tom All right. Brady could have been a bear. <laughs> Let's go on this rant. Every, Tom Brady could have been on every single team. So Brock that's Purdy could have been a bear. But it wouldn't have worked. Vince, Ravens, Texans. This was a very close game in the first half. That was like defensive where? battle. <laughs> yeah. In the first half, it was a very close game. But do we understand as football fans, the Ravens defense held an offense with the best touchdown interception ratio mm -hmm. in the NFL this season to not one offensive touchdown. They were really good. And it wasn't like, oh, we're going to just force turnovers all over the place. It wasn't anything of that nature. It was just good football. This Ravens team has no excuse to lose to literally anybody for the rest of the literally. playoffs. Like, Lamar Jackson, MVP. Lamar Jackson leads the team in rushing with 100 yards, which is pretty – there's a couple of them there where you're like, holy fuck, he's just taking off. Um Granted, yeah, I mean, they got Delvin Cook now, so <laughs> there's another one to put into the Harbaugh system. But Zay Flowers, obviously good. Isaiah Likely good. Mark Andrews might be back next week. I don't know if you saw that. So they might I have didn't. They might have Likely and Mark Andrews. Supposedly, we'll see if that ends up happening. Um, even Nelson Aguilar, that man getting into the play as well. I mean, it's like there is no weakness. They have the best kicker of all time. Their quarterback's the MVP, and their defense is like – Every single level of the defense, like, you know, I like my safety boy. You know, I like my Kyle Hamilton. You know, Roquan Smith's a dog. Like, everywhere they Ro are. Good timeout. Good for Roquan. Yeah, I agree. He deserves to be here. He may be 
arguably the best middle linebacker in all, all of football. Mm-hmm. Modern day NFL, that may be truly. I think he definitely is. I don't the, even think it's an argument. I don't even think there's a question. Yeah. He had a lot of questions coming out that he was undersized and this and that. He proved everything on the Bears. Probably wasn't going to fit the 4-3 scheme, but now plays in this hybrid 3-4 that he's right. just an absolute fucking dog in. Like, I'm happy and, that we got rid of him for sure. Like, I, we needed to. He needed yeah. to go to a team where he can, you know, do he shit deserves like this. It. Yeah. Yeah. So. He deserves it, and he's thrown shade. And, you know, I guess my only thing is, is I look at this team, which is so well coached and has been for over a decade now. Yeah. And the, whatever, say whatever you will about the Harbaugh's, but those guys are just a family of coaching. They're so months. good, man. Everybody's so, They're so good. <laughs> They're so fucking good. And not only that, but it goes to show like what Justin Fields could be because he has a similar talent set as a Lamar Jackson. And it just. It just, tickles you. It's hard to compare him to an MVP, though, on the same. Just No, I know. It's difficult yeah. to compare him to but an MVP, but it similar. just chaps my ass because you see the play styles and you're like, wow, mm-hmm. that could happen. We uh, could do that. Mind you, Maybe. they seem like they're resurrecting Jadavion Clowney, too. I don't know if you were watching him in that game, but just an absolute fucking menace on the outside, Jadavion Clowney. Like, he hasn't played that well the last couple of years. He's been on a couple different teams comes on this team and he's like, oh, I can be the sixth most important guy on this defense and everything seems to work great. So if you're Houston, you're happy because you have a rookie quarterback that got all the way to this point. They're playing their ass off. D'Amico Ryan seems to be the next guy on the line. Like they got Nico Collins going. They got Tank Dell going. That defense was good. You're happy even though you lost. Baltimore should win the rest of these. They're the best team in the playoffs right now. So I'll say this now, pay attention to the officiating staff next weekend uh, or this upcoming weekend for this game um, for uh, they don't do well for the home team. And that's not just like a Ravens and Chiefs thing. The home team, which is the Ravens, is usually at a disadvantage when this officiating staff is on the field for whatever reason. That makes sense. The second to last game of the season. That makes a real that makes sense to Of course, Patrick favor. Mahomes deserves it. He deserves it. I No, I do believe. It's the NFL Go script, ahead. dude. They wrote the script. They wrote the script. Fuck the script. The script doesn't exist. <laughs> I do believe, you know, whatever I how many things you see on the internet of like, oh well, you know, it's the red and the and the blue, and if you mix them, then it's purple. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Nobody knows. Those are just the colors some random artist decided to choose. Logo conspiracy, though. We covered it on the, the pod. If it's true. Fuck the conspiracy. If it's fuck true, that's fucking it's not crazy. true. It's not going to be true. Because if the Lions and the Ravens make it, then it's a lot of blue. Right? Yeah. So that's why you know it's going to be Ravens 49ers. <laughs> Potentially. We'll see. Maybe. I, I really hope the Ravens win. I would love to see Lamar just prove every naysayer wrong and just be like, fuck you. I did it. I got MVP this year and on the Super Bowl champ. I'm a quarterback, not a running back. You're all idiots. And Colin Coward can go vanish somewhere. Let the naysayers know. Agreed. Uh, I agree. That's let let a naysayer know. Classic. Chris Fowler but and no, this Pat game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let a naysayer know. Is that what we're going to be? I don't think that's what he was trying to say. (laughs) 
But I mean, hey, this this team and they they look to be so sound and they look like they got a unit together. You got Harbaugh. You got both Harbaugh's in the locker room after the game, mm-hmm. bringing the team up. You got the dad in there as well saying who's got it better than us. Nobody. No. Got to love it. Can you imagine, dude, you get brothers that win the national championship and the Super Bowl right after each other? That'd be awesome. That'd be pretty fucking cool, be, wouldn't it? That'd be really sick. It'd be sick. I would love to see it. I do believe that's going to be the ultimate thing. I, I do think Harbaugh on this team, they're going. He hasn't been to a Super Bowl in over a decade. So I think it's time. Yeah. What was that? Flacco 2013? That was Flacco 2013. Um, that was against the 49ers as well. Yeah. For the record, it could yep. be a repeat. I don't believe things repeat themselves twice, though. So nope. that's why I have a thought process. Who's better, so... Purdy or Kaepernick? <laughs> At that time, Kaepernick. Kaepernick was far more physically gifted. Yeah, what a dog. Purdy is a great game manager. Purdy. See, the interesting thing about he Purdy, Purdy makes some. he makes some throws where you're like, damn. Yeah. And then he makes some other throws throws and decisions where you're like, eh. I understand why he was drafted last. It's the like... Packers, because the Packers almost had a pick six in that game that could have iced <laughs> yep. this, the second half. But I can't believe he stop. hasn't thrown a pick yet this playoffs. I think he's just gotten lucky, but. Don't you think he's due? I'll he's tell you. I will tell you, if there's one time that he's going to throw one, seems like the Lions are kind of ball hawks. And if they end up getting to the Super Bowl, there's definitely ball hawks on the Ravens. So. Take care of that ball, Brock. So to revisit the Bucks and Lions game, I want to talk about the timeout at the end of the game that wasn't yeah. called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they asked Todd Bowles about it, he was like, well, okay, they kicked that field goal. Chances are they might make it. And then we have 15 seconds left on the clock, and we're not going to score. But it's like I understand the re- realistic thought process there. But don't you got to try? Got to give yourself a you, shot. You can't. You got to give yourself a shot. Give yourself a yeah. chance. Right. I just think that was a total weak move. People are like, see, the NFL is scripted. I'm like, I don't believe that. I don't love him because... as a head coach, man. And I know they played really well. I don't just... And I'm always like, everybody needs two chances. As a like, Bears fan, Vince, I think it's very difficult for us to be critical of fucking head coaches. I'm critical of ours every single day. Every day, because the flus is cringy as fuck but he's not loose either he's tied up right now the flu he is tied up and i just i don't know man yeah i believe that a guy who gets his team to a divisional playoff game and almost has an opportunity to win with baker mayfield Mm -hmm. is a pretty good coach yeah good enough this year i'll take what they did right um okay we have two games this weekend one ring to wear another cuz one championship for the NFC, one for the AFC, and we're going to pick them right now. So starting off with the NFC, Lions 49ers, official pick, Mike. I don't care if you have one ass cheek and three toes. They will beat your ass. Give me the Lions. The Lions! I'm with Let's go Detroit. I'm taking the Give fucking Lions Detroit. too, dude. I want them to win so bad. Do oh, I think they're going to oh, win? 
I don't know, but I want them to win so, so Some bad. people are probably like, God, these guys are fucking idiots. But listen, we believe it. We just want to see it happen, man. All right. I, I agree. Home team disadvantage with the refs. Patrick Mahomes on the road. Central. Lamar MVP. Chiefs Ravens. Who's winning it? Give me the Ravens. Yeah. We do it again. We agree on our picks again. We this agree hasn't on happened. These picks. We usually are always like opposite sides. I on, just on the late I'm games. Sick. Chances are the Chiefs have a very good shot. They always do. I just believe that these games are going to be very close, and we very have. Close. <laughs> gonna be a very close game <laughs> i look at the schedule i'm like oh my god this could be very close i look at one team you have one team that's very good you have another team that's very good i look at both matchups i go wow one can run one can pass we'll see we'll it's see be very close i like close. <laughs> i like jackson <laughs> i look at i look at the mahomes i said wow i look at it i go where does brother go now it gets <laughs> Now he gets replaced by some girl by the name of Taylor. I have no idea who she is. <laughs> You're getting really good at that. <laughs> You're getting really good at that. I guess right. she sings some song about John. I don't know who John is. I hear he plays a guitar. I hear he plays it very good. He's very good guitar player. Very good. <laughs> yeah, you're you're getting real elite with that. All right, there's our picks: know, Lions, Ravens, Super Bowl, Taxi Squad, Super Bowl. I hope that's the case. We will see what happens. Second to last week, Mike. Sad. Second to I'm last sad. week. I'm sad. Me too. I'm sad. Because now you get to a point where it's just like we're just going to be talking about what could happen next season, and football always usually takes on a new a new era in the pod, and yeah. we're going to start talking more now about the UFL. So yeah. get ready for the wheel of death. And even more NBA, baby. Get ready for and that. Mike's going to have to become an NBA guy. Yeah. As always, people, we are with you every week. I hope there's no major bombshells on Wednesday. Yeah, usually there usually it's always this. one yeah. thing that happens. Watch Belichick gets hired tomorrow. Yep. It's always a pleasure bringing the content to you, people. We are going to be scaling this shortly. New new logos, new ways, new methods of the pod. If you didn't know, this episode will be dropped on Thursday, and we bring it to you every Thursday. Also, we are on every major platform that you would get your content. Spotify, Apple Music, Audio, Audacity, whatever it is, Video, we're on it. YouTubes, we're all over the place, baby. Hit the bell, and we will also respond in the comment section if you want to talk some shit. I'm always down to do that. Yeah. And this is the year of the siblings, so please share this to your brother. Share it to your sister. Share it to your brother from another mother. Your share sister it to the Harbaugh brothers. It's the year of the share siblings, it to baby. It is the year of the siblings, and as always, we'll see you next week. <gasps> Peace.